Welcome to Hacking the Truth's Morning Omelette, where investigative reporters James Trinkle Clements and Justin Lobbitt will brief you on breaking news and upcoming shows mixed in with some humor, interesting tidbits, and insights that may astound you. Let's see what they've cooked up. How are you doing this morning, Jim? Well, I'm tired. I'm really tired. I ran three miles this morning, and finally I said, Lady, keep your purse. You know, if it's, money it, it means comes down that, to who wants it more. You know, uh, um, if money means that much to you, I know we've been locked up, you know, but I just, in high heels. Three, well you done. pursued me for three. I'm months. impressed. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm fine. And we have some things cooked up. And, yeah, we do. Uh, people are going to make an omelet here, like we say every morning, and give you a little bit of what's happening around uh, the nation, the world, and uh, your neighborhood. Yeah, give you a brief... Uh, just take a few minutes of your time and hopefully leave you much better informed. Sounds good. Yeah. So you've, well, you've got a little tidbit over there. I do. I, I have I have good news and I have bad news. Okay. Um, which one do you want first? Uh, give me the good news Give me the good news. Okay. Um, the good news is if you do live around Yellowstone National Park, uh, you're slightly less likely to die in a volcano um, eruption? Yes, in a huge <laughs> eruption. The okay. uh, A journal actually named Geology, kept it simple, um, has been studying the Yellowstone hotspot, which has been the subject of YouTube videos, movies, if you saw 2020, John Cusack. Oh, yes. An interesting one. Um, they've been speculating that it's going to blow for years now. Yes. Uh, and on the old schedule, it did look like it was going to blow. They expected that it was blowing about every 500,000 years. Uh, and some wonderful scientists did the math and discovered that the two initial eruptions were 250,000 years apart, the f- earliest eruptions we have records of. So they were pretty back-to-back in a cosmic scale. Um, then it moved to about every 500,000 years. And that was the assumption. And we were kind of due. It was well, right. I always heard we were due. Yeah. It was going to blow and we're going into a global winter. And yes. Ash falling everywhere. Age. Yeah. 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 Uh, apparently. So we're not. No, no. Uh, you can continue to keep your vacation home near Yellowstone. Uh, apparently the two most recent eruptions they studied, uh, they're actually about 1.5 million years uh, apart. So instead of the 500 thousand year scale it greatly increases the time between the last two eruptions either it's not going dormant because yellowstone is known to not be dormant uh old faithful will keep shooting water um, but at least we have hopefully another million years uh well, until by that time the aliens will have yeah. revealed themselves and we will be on we'll another be elsewhere. we'll be yeah. gone long, yeah. long gone yeah we got um, that the ship will be here and we'll be gone <laughs> So that's the good news. Uh, so again, news. if if you want to go to Yellowstone, keep your vacation home booked. Uh, there's there's we're not quite there yet. Uh, you know, we've got the stars behind us, and that quote from Henry David Thoreau. And I'd like to talk a little bit about the stars. Uh, as I was geeking around trying to figure out, you know, the nearest star and how far it is, since we just had the SpaceX launch, not far. Went out to the beach and watched it. Not far away from. Us. I thought, well, how long would it take us to get to the nearest star? Well, it's about 36 trillion light years away. Okay. Yeah. You can't drive that. Not that. But let's say if we, we have the space shuttle 
and it does about 24,000 miles an hour. Let's say we could get it to 100,000 miles an hour, four times as fast than we wanted to go to the nearest star. We would go 864 million miles a year. Seems like a massive amount. Seems like. So it seems like a massive amount, but it would take us 41,666 years at 100,000 miles an hour to get to the nearest star. We're finding out so many things about the universe that we had no idea even when Carl Sagan was talking about the universe, how vast it is. But that gives you an idea. We're going to have to uh, hijack one of those uh, ships at Roswell, uh, get there a little faster. Yeah, warp time goes Just faster than the speed mind of me. light. I'm going to walk into Area 51, see what happens. Yeah, get uh, yeah, get one of those. And well, they're out there. Yeah. I've seen them. I've been on one. But we'll we'll talk about that on a later show. And I've got some interesting news. I read where a redneck died and left his entire fortune to his wife, but she can't collect it until she's 14. So close. It's so, it's so, it's close. so close. And that, that before you send me letters, that is a joke from Jeff Foxworthy. And if you remember, you might be a redneck if. And so send him the letters. Email, well, you don't send letters anymore. You email. No email. Yeah, that tells you, that tells you my age. But I did work with Jeff Foxworthy, so I didn't know him for a while. When he first started, on a, we worked at the Punchline in Jacksonville, Florida. Okay. It's Many moons ago. Is the punchline still? Oh, no. It's oh, okay. a comedy zone here, but it was the yeah. punchline on Bay Meadows, probably about 1980, 82. Oh, before he was famous. And He's, all the other fellows I worked with, uh, uh, Tim Allen, Jerry Seinfeld, were just traveling comedians back then. It wasn't... Uh, work in the circuit. Uh, work in the circuit before cable came around and everybody had their own show. And that was mainly like uh, beyond the comedy club appearances. The idea was to get on some nationally syndicated television uh, network, some talk show. Was that the? Well, the big thing, if you can make an appearance on Johnny Carson and he asks you to come over and sit on the couch. That was the win? That was it. That's Your bookings went up. Your income went up. I could see. Yeah. yeah Having yeah. Carson's attention. Yeah, it was like you were a made man of the mafia. Carson <laughs> got you over and you sat down. Just drop his name. Just, and yeah, uh, and suddenly the, yeah, the door's really open. funny. And you, you can go to YouTube and see a first appearance of David Letterman and Jay Leno and a number of people on Carson when they said, come on over. Or he, Johnny said, come on over. Well, there is, since you mentioned space, there is a tiny bit of space news for you space geeks. Um if you've heard of fast radio bursts, sometimes things in space send us messages we don't understand. Uh, and one of them has been really interesting. Uh, if you want to Google it, I'll put the name at the bottom of the screen so you can actually see. You're not going to remember this. FRB121102. Sounds like okay. launch codes. Um, but it is a, they're really not sure what it is. It continues to send repeated bursts of radio waves um, for 90 days. And then it's quiet for 67 and then it sends radio waves for 90 days over and over and over. And, and then it's quiet again? It's quiet again for 67 days, and it repeats on this beautiful pattern. Sounds like um, it's unionized to me. <laughs> Working on a tight <laughs> yeah. schedule. Um, Ooh, I'll work some, yeah. and hey, I'm off. Some of it, they're guessing, um, 
they're really just all guessing with it. Uh, apparently, when a star is dying, it blows out some crazy signals with radiation and uh, radio waves, and the star is not happy. They're thinking it could be that, but usually they're a little bit more consistent. It would have just been on or slowly dying off. Uh, the other explanations that a huge planet's moving in its way, uh, or the less scientific idea from the community is that we could actually be receiving a message. Uh, there's nothing in it that we've found so far, but with something that repeats that pattern like that, there's at least a question. Okay. It uh, sounds like uh, stuff coming out of Washington. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know what it is. Yeah. But, you know, talking about the star earlier, how far away that star is, let's say it was a civilization mm -hmm. that was sending out a message to whoever is there, like we sent out Voyager 1. And it took that long to get to us yeah. and say it was just getting here. That civilization could have disappeared tens of oh, millions yeah. of years ago. It's just a fascinating thing when you think about how big space is. When as you're going towards it, it's moving away from you. Like if you were on your way to Taco Bell right now, and every time you take a turn, it goes a little farther. That's that's essentially essentially space travel. Um, they're constantly just expanding outwards, and eventually they say the night sky, not for us, will be long gone, will be dark. We won't be able to visibly see any of the stars anymore since everything's just spreading itself out. Um, constantly expanding. So we're lucky to have the night sky we have. But Bob Wallace said the other day that we may have those miniature Big Bangs that create so maybe True. we'll have one. True. Well, I think that pretty well wraps up the morning's omelet. I do. Uh, I'm going to take a nap and we'll <laughs> drink some more coffee, do this again. Uh, no, I'm not grabbing any more purses. I'll tell you that. It's not worth it. So, no, it's just, it's just, especially running with, yeah. no. The bad news does affect a lot of the United States. Uh I somewhat misunderstood what the EPA did. I thought they actually not only make the rules, but go after the bad actors that are um, polluting. The EPA really just makes the rules in the states have to deal with okay. the actual um, litigation. So they don't and come in from Washington? And no, unless there's been a complaint, then they okay. show up. Yeah. Um, so That's in yeah. March, due to COVID, uh, the uh, EPA told companies that they do not need to warn federal regulators if the pandemic interferes with routine pollution monitoring or testing. Now, as a blanket statement, I'm sure they were trying to say, out of the scale of things to do right now, don't freak out if you can't get to every single inspection. But corporate America likes to look out for themselves. Uh, so in each state in the United States, uh, the companies will have to go to the state to seek exemptions uh, from different environmental protections. And pretty much every state has started receiving requests for these exemptions, some the day that the EPA announced that statement. Well, of course. Uh, they, they don't want regulation. No. They don't want to be watched. They want no. to dump the, the bodies and the chemicals and everything else into the water supply, which we should point out. We're launching a show uh, you know, in a few days, I'll say, maybe a week, uh, about plastics and pollution. And it's going to be an endeavor which we've spent weeks on. So yeah, we're good. covering so forever chemicals really, and all of yeah. 
just large scale environmental destruction. What's concerning about this is if you live either downwind from any of these factories that are pumping out, if you live next to a smokestack, this affects you. Uh, or if you live downriver from a company where they're producing chemicals because they're seeking exemptions from testing. Um, they have in Pennsylvania, Texas, and Arkansas, they've already received requests from oil and gas companies to back off the enforcement, uh, like checking for leaks in storage tanks or measuring pollution from smokestacks. Um, so if you live next to a factory, refinery, farm, other source of smut, smog, chemical emissions, if that company is requesting an exemption, they don't notify the public. Well, how do you find out? You have to pretty much write to the state. In this event, house.gov is you actually find your congressman. So if you okay. want to write to them and get direct information or just make a statement of how disturbed you are by this, um, one of the the day-to-day -day implementation of the rules uh, does fall to the, uh, the state, but this was a, an insane example. Uh, Arkansas Petroleum Refinery Lion Oil, uh, they were, it was owned by Lion Oil, repeatedly violated the Clean Water Act and the Clean Air Act. Uh, they fined the company earlier this year for illegally releasing millions of gallons of petroleum into the water. Okay. So they paid for that. Um, and... Uh, they already have the pandemic-related request to delay tank repairs is still pending. So if they haven't repaired the tank it's and now leaking. they have an exemption, now they can just sit quietly and do nothing. Um, Indiana authorities received a notice in April from Gibson Coal Company stating that uh, they have been releasing unsafe levels of ammonia into the water and are expected to continue polluting the water with ammonia uh, because the company's using so much bleach to disinfect the facility. Well, basically what we're saying is these things have been relaxed and the excuses have been yeah. part of it's COVID-19. We can't do this. Where the animals are, I know they had to slaughter a lot of hogs. They didn't yeah. take them to market. The carcasses, all this. But truthfully, things can be done. They can but, be. But, but it just relaxes their responsibility. And like I said, Which is to, nothing new. Yeah. Go to house.gov. Okay. It will at least give you the congressman's contact information. Um, and uh, the attorneys act quick. So I think we as a public should act quick. Uh, in Marathon Petroleum Corp., the day that they released this announcement, uh, they asked permission to delay or skip pollution monitoring for more than a dozen facilities. Okay. So they work quick. We need to work quick, too. So please, house.gov, yep. uh, find your contact, make some noise. Uh, our, we only have one earth, and our water is pretty finite. Yeah, it is. Um, lawyers make a living on trying to figure out what other lawyers have written. That's how they make a living, yep. and so that's what it comes down to. With, no, I, uh, did, I did want to show off my T-shirt. Yes. Can I show off my T-shirt? Firefight Australia 2020. I have relatives in Australia. And we'll put the links to all the <laughs> the um, all the organizations that are making great strides in helping these people. Yeah, we remember um, last year. And they, they held this concert uh, February and Michael Buble and uh, Katie Lang and a whole bunch of people were there for that. And uh, my relatives, Jess, uh, Jesse and Jack Bourne and their children, Emmy and Addie, and they're in Byron Bay, Australia. Did so. did everyone make it? Yeah, they were okay, okay. but it was 
it was devastating yeah. to the animals and the people. And uh, some of the footage coming the out of that was yeah. just people running for their lives, and the animals had no chance. Um, yeah, little koala bears yeah. and kangaroos. And tough, sad. tough to watch. But tough to watch. Please, if you can, um, we'll have the links down in the bottom for. Uh, those organizations that are helping. Oh, those they still out. need help. See, yeah, that, that's definitely. what we do when a hurricane comes through, like hit in Florida, and then you hear about it. And it's all terrible. People go away, and the people are still there yeah. suffering. We did the thing on Tupelo Honey with Gladys Lanier, and she talked mm-hmm. about, well, everybody left, but we still have mass devastation. But they were there for the photo op, yeah. <laughs> saying what we're going to do. I was in New Orleans a few weeks ago, and not debris piles, because that's probably well been picked up, but the buildings that were derelict are still, some are still standing. You can see the water level when, as you're walking around the city. It was really weird. Uh, Now, of course, they've recovered at least pre-COVID. Yeah. Um, But it was a very weird sight to see a, a, a community and a group that really needed help and they got it for some time, but I believe much like Australia, they kind of got forgotten about. Uh, Once the, once the media moves out, once the story's gone. um, Human nature. Yeah. They're left to their own. And I want to talk to the genius who said, you know, let's put a city here. Yeah. It's below sea level. And nothing could ever go wrong. We'll just put some dikes up and yeah, I've, I guess because it was a very important shipping lane, and that's why it got built, but to inhabit it. But, you know, what am I talking about? We're not far from the beach here. No, not at all. And we're on an island, and uh, truthfully, we probably should be across the ditch, and there should be no buildings here. But that's what we do as people. We want to be where the sun shines. (laughs) Well, thanks for being with us, and we'll see you when we do our next show.